Hey, we landed on the moon. We sailed around the world. Romeo met Juliet. Hey, it's hard to imagine that there are creatures out there who saw it all happen. Immortal animals. Well, almost. Glass sponges are weird little creatures that sit in one place for thousands of years. From their favorite spot under the sea, they witnessed the first Europeans crossing over to the Americas. They can live up to 15,000 years. And what's even cooler is that they can control their aging process, speed it up or slow it down. They have a glass-like exoskeleton for protection. Lobsters can grow back a limb if they lose it. And they're basically immortal. They produce an unlimited number of enzymes that keeps their DNA young forever. And they just keep on growing. That means they outgrow their own shells. They have to shed their exoskeleton every now and then and upgrade to a bigger one. The largest lobster ever caught was 44 pounds off the coast of Nova Scotia. Scientists think this large lobster was around 100 years old. It was around when Edison invented the phonograph. This next creature is a mix between a jellyfish and a tree branch. Each end of the hydra has a ringed foot, and it spends its days chilling by lakes and rivers. Its tentacles grab onto tasty snacks that swim past it. So, what's the secret to its immortality? That's something everyone wants to know. The hydra has the ability to renew its stem cells. Scientists have been trying to do that for years. They can actually slow down their aging process. Now, these little sea creatures are red sea urchins. They sit on seaweed in shallow waters and are immortal. Well, we haven't been studying them long enough to know for sure. But scientists say they only grow in size, not in age. What? Well, they sort of stay like little baby urchins, but grow in size. Adult, baby urchin, okay. These little babies can reach around 100 years old, even 200. The slowest on the list? The giant tortoise. It can reach 200 years old. And one of the oldest is Jonathan. He's technically the oldest crawling land animal. He was born in 1832 and lives it up on a remote island called St. Helena. Jonathan's been through a lot. He's seen the very first American skyscraper, the Eiffel Tower. Oh yeah, he's also lived through every single World Series, starting when he was 71 years old. Now, he can't see too well, and he's lost his sense of smell. But he's still going strong. Back to the oceans and the Greenland shark. It's been known to be the longest-living vertebrate and can live more than 400 years. Swimming around for that long in the deep, dark, cold ocean means these sharks are tough. They're able to withstand insane water pressure. Sharks are one of the only creatures today that haven't been affected too much by evolution. Many sharks have been around since the dinosaurs and haven't changed much. Scientists found out that they grow around a half an inch per year. So, with a little bit of quick math, they can easily find out the age of these tough sharks. Imagine seeing a shark that's older than the USA. This next creature is probably the most durable, indestructible, and cutest on the list. It's called a tardigrade, but scientists nickname it water bear because I guess it looks like one. But it's not exactly bear size. It has eight legs and hands with a strange little nose. And these bizarre microscopic creatures are indestructible. 
They're known to live in the most extreme places on the planet. They're fine with temperatures as high as 300 and as low as minus 330. Volcanoes, frozen desert nights, they can even handle radiation and massive amounts of pressure in the deepest parts of the ocean. They can even survive the vacuum in space. No tiny little spacesuit or anything. Yeah, that would be cute enough. So far, they've survived 10 days on the outside of a spaceship, but they could probably do longer. Tardigrades might be able to outlive humans if there's some sort of worldwide catastrophe. Microscopic organisms in charge of the planet. Hmm, wonder what that would look like. Whether it's all the volcanoes erupting at once, or another ice age, or even another pesky asteroid, tardigrades probably wouldn't even notice. Scientists are studying them to see if they can help us with some next-level biotech. Now, just for fun, here's the mayfly. This poor little insect doesn't even make it past 24 hours on average. Females and males can make it to a whopping two days old. Talk about living in the moment. These little flies grow in swarms and are known to have one of the shortest lifespans of any creature. But as a species? Well, they've been around for hundreds of millions of years. Jellyfish have discovered the fountain of youth, and surprise, surprise, it's been inside them all along. Not inspirational poster style, but literally, it's always been inside them. Jellyfish are able to reverse their aging process whenever they want. Imagine you're swimming along and then you think to yourself, gee, I kind of want to be 8 again. And poof, there you are. Who wouldn't want to go back to being 8? That's how jellyfish stay young and live stress-free. These brainless and boneless creatures can turn the clock back anytime they want, as long as no one bothers them. They're super chill, just floating in whatever direction the current takes them. Like, uh, go with the flow? This creature looks like something right out of a sci-fi movie, and you could say it has sort of alien features. The giant Weta outweighs a mouse and is considered one of the biggest insects out there. You find these big bugs in New Zealand. While jellyfish can reverse their aging process, some members of the Weta family can come back to life. Talk about superpowers! If they get completely frozen, they start to make special proteins that stop their organs from getting ruined. After whatever amount of time they're frozen, they can be thawed out and brought back to life, like nothing ever happened. In fact, the giant Weta has ears on its knees in its front legs. And because it can resurrect, it's also called the zombie bug. <laughs> Planaria are flatworms that are unique. Apart from being practically immortal, they're the ultimate regeneration machines for lost body parts. If you take one of them and divide its body into 10 parts, you'll end up with 10 new planaria. You keep dividing them up, they'll keep multiplying, even though they're usually less than an inch long. Imagine if we could figure out how to do that. Would that be a way for us to live forever? Or would we end up with a totally crazy world with copies of everyone walking around? How about the world's fastest relay team? Four identical Usain Bolts. Now, clams have been around for a really long time. Scientists have discovered that they can live up to 400 years old. These little shelled creatures are the ones that create those shiny little pearls everyone loves. A clam will go into action mode when a parasite gets inside. The clam tries to cover the parasite with a bunch of special chemicals, the same ones it uses to make the inside of its shell. That's when the magic starts to happen. 
when these chemicals harden up, they make a shiny, glossy pearl. The more chemicals, the bigger the pearl. Now, this long, slippery-looking creature lives deep in the caves of Europe. Ulm can live up to be 100 years old. It spends its days hunting for little insects, snails, and crabs with its tiny front arms and wriggling snake-like body. Its skin is so pale that some locals even call it the human fish. Hey, wait a minute! The ulm is almost blind, but it can still detect light. It just mostly does it through its skin. Like other blind animals, it has a supercharged sense of hearing and smell. It gets its distinct look from those little red gills around its neck. Venus most likely used to be covered with oceans, from 30 to 1,000 feet deep. Also, some water was locked in the soil of the planet. On top of that, Venus had stable temperatures of 68 to 122 degrees Fahrenheit, which, you have to admit, was quite pleasant and not that different from the temperatures on Earth nowadays. So, what I'm getting at is that for 3 billion years, right until something irrevocable happened 700 million years ago, Venus could have been habitable. But now, it's not. The Moon is the second brightest object in our sky. At the same time, among other astronomical bodies, it's one of the dimmest and least reflective. Our natural satellite only seems bright because it's so close to Earth. For comparison, our planet looks much brighter when you look at it from space. It's because clouds, ice, and snow reflect way more light than most types of rock. Triton, Neptune's moon, has all its surface covered with several layers of ice. If this satellite replaced our current moon, the night sky would get seven times brighter. Neutron stars are some of the smallest, yet most massive objects in space. They're usually about 12 miles in diameter, but are several times heavier than the sun. Oh, and they also spin about 600 times per second, far faster than your average figure skater. Saturn is the least dense planet in the solar system. It has one-eighth the average Earth's density. And still, because of its large volume, the planet is 95 times more massive than Earth. A transient lunar phenomenon is one of the most enigmatic things happening on the Moon. It's a short-lived light, color, or some other change on the satellite surface. Most commonly, it's random flashes of light. Astronomers have been observing this phenomenon since the 1950s. They've noticed that the flashes occur randomly. Sometimes they can happen several times a week. After that, they disappear for several months. Some of them don't last longer than a couple of minutes. But there have been those that continued for hours. The year was 1969, one day before Apollo 11 landed on the moon. One of the mission participants noticed that one part of the lunar surface was more illuminated than the surrounding landscape. It looked as if that area had a kind of fluorescence to it. Unfortunately, it's still unclear if this phenomenon was connected with the mysterious lunar flashes. Trash isn't just a problem in Earth's oceans, cities, and forests. There is a thing called space junk, which is any human-made object that's been left in space and now serves no purpose. There's also natural debris from meteoroids and other cosmic objects. There are currently over 500,000 pieces of space debris orbiting the Earth at speeds high enough to cause significant damage if they were to collide with a spacecraft or satellite. NASA does its best to track every single object to ensure that missions outside Earth can reach their destination safely. Our Sun is insanely massive. Want some proof? 
99.86% of all the mass in the solar system is the mass of the Sun. In particular, the hydrogen and helium it's made of. The remaining 0.14% is mostly the mass of the solar system's eight planets. The Sun's temperature is hotter than the surface of a star. The surface temperature reaches 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit, but the upper atmosphere heats up to millions of degrees. If someone could dig a tunnel straight into the center of the planet and out the opposite side, and you were adventurous enough to jump into it, it would take you 42 minutes to fall to the other side. You'd speed up as you fell, reaching maximum speed by the time you reached Earth's core. After the halfway point, you would then fall upwards, getting slower and slower. By the time you reach the opposite surface, your speed would be back to zero. Unless you managed to climb out of the hole, you'd immediately start falling again, back down or up to the other side of the planet. This trip would go on forever, all thanks to the weird effects of gravity. Hey, might be a fun way to spend an afternoon. There might be more metals, for example, titanium or iron, in lunar craters than astronomers used to think. The main problem with this finding? It contradicts the main theory about how the Moon was formed. That theory says that Earth's natural satellite was spun off from our planet after a collision with a massive space object. But then, why does Earth's metal-poor crust have much less iron oxide than the Moon's? It might mean the Moon was formed from the material lying much deeper inside our planet. Or these metals could have appeared when the molten lunar surface was slowly cooling down. Or maybe, as they've been saying for centuries, it's made of green cheese. Earth could have been purple before it turned blue and green. One scientist has a theory that a substance existed in ancient microbes before chlorophyll, that thing that makes plants green, evolved on Earth. This substance reflected sunlight in red and violet colors, which combined to make purple. If true, the young Earth may have been teeming with strange purple-colored critters before all the green stuff appeared. The highest mountain in the solar system is Olympus Mons on Mars. It's three times as high as Mount Everest, the Earth's highest mountain above sea level. If you were standing on top of Olympus Mons, you wouldn't understand you were standing on a mountain. Its slopes would be hidden by the planet's curvature. Astronomers have found a massive reservoir of water in space, the largest ever detected. Too bad it's also the farthest, 12 billion light-years away from us. The water vapor cloud holds 140 trillion times as much water as all the Earth's oceans combined. What are we supposed to do with that information? Venus spins at its own unhurried pace. A full rotation takes 243 Earth days, and it takes the planet a bit less than 225 Earth days to go all the way around the Sun. It means a day on Venus is longer than a year. There's very little seismic activity going on inside the Moon. Yet many moonquakes, caused by our planet's gravitational pull, sometimes happen several miles below the surface. After that, tiny cracks and fissures appear in the satellite surface, and gases escape through them. Hey, they sometimes escape from me, too. Now Mars is the last of the inner planets, which are also called terrestrial since they're made up of rocks and metals. The red planet has a core made mostly of iron, nickel, and sulfur is between 900 and 1,200 miles across. The core doesn't move. That's why Mars lacks a planet-wide magnetic field. The weak magnetic field it has is just 1 100th percent of the Earth's. 
When the planets in the solar system were just starting to form, Earth didn't have a moon for the longest time. It took a hundred million years for our natural satellite to appear. There are several theories as to how the moon came into existence, but the prevailing one is the fission theory. Somebody went fishing and caught the moon? Actually, no. The fission theory proposes that the moon was formed when an object collided with Earth, sending particles flying about. Gravity pulled the particles together, and the moon was created. It eventually settled down on the Earth's ecliptic plane, which is the path that the moon orbits. So, looks like the green cheese is off the table now. The largest single living thing on Earth turns out to be a mushroom in Oregon. This enormous honey mushroom lives in Malheur National Forest and covers an area of 3.7 square miles. It could be as much as 8,500 years old. You could be forgiven for missing it, though, since most of it's hidden underground. When the roots of individual honey mushrooms meet, they can fuse together to become a single fungus, which explains how this one got so big. If you could gather all that mushrooming stuff into one big ball, it could weigh as much as 35,000 tons. That's about as heavy as 200 gray whales. Hey, that's a whale of a mushroom. <laughs> the largest asteroid in the solar system is called Vesta, and it's so big that it's sometimes even called a dwarf planet. A trip to the nearest star apart from the sun would take you 5 million years on a commercial airplane. That's what I call a long-haul flight. Space isn't supposed to be black. There are stars everywhere. Shouldn't they light up everything around? Well, you don't see stars wherever you look because some of them haven't existed long enough for their light to reach Earth. A day on Uranus lasts 17 hours, 14 minutes, and 24 seconds. But get this, the planet has a tilt of around 98 degrees, and that makes a season on the gas giant last 21 Earth years. Now, some scientists believe that our planet used to have an additional satellite. According to their research, a small celestial body about 750 miles wide orbited Earth like a second moon. It most likely crashed into our main satellite later on. Such a collision could explain why the two sides of the moon look so different from each other, one being heavily cratered and rough. Or it could be the green cheese.